If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Uh, welcome to a Baseball America podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk to Cooper Johnson, one of the top catching prospects in the 2016 draft class. Cooper, thanks for, for doing this. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, a little tired after the game, but I'm doing well. Yeah, the, the game Cooper's referring to is the, the Under Armour All-America game, uh, which just took place in Chicago. As we sit here having this conversation, uh, we're at, was it Colin Moran's? Casey Moran. Casey Moran. Colin Moran is the the Carolina third baseman. Yeah. Um, so we're at Casey Moran's, kind of around the corner from Wrigley. And the one really cool thing about this event for you is that you're you're from here. When your your name was called today, you had a loud ovation. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Um, it was great um, being in my hometown, Chicago, um, for this game. I mean, it worked out well that it was here. So. When I found out that I would be picked for the game, you know, I started to get tickets um, from, you know, Under Armour and Baseball Factory so I could hand them out to all my friends and family. And uh, we ended up giving up, giving out about a hundred, uh, four, like somewhere around 450 tickets. So wow. there, was, there was quite a bit, quite a bit of support for me there at the game, which was really nice. Um, not only just to play in front of all your friends, best friends and family and the people you love, but... It also helped me take my mind off of, you know, how big of a stage it was, <clears throat> you know, being on national television, um, the amount of people that were here uh, to watch us play. So it really helped me forget about that and just, you know, remember where I came from and the people who I love. And um, it was it was, it was was huge. That's what was huge. The, this experience here, it's it's <clears throat> more of focused on the game. The the all all of the things you've done this this summer, you've been to these showcases around the country, where you're basically just seen by scouts and, and college coaches. Mm-hmm. How is it different for you to, to kind of come back here? Basically, you're the the hometown kid here, yeah. And just just play like you're like you're in a big league environment. You have people cheering you on. You're facing excellent competition. You're catching excellent pitching. Just the that feeling. Is, does it feel like a big league experience for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, it was unreal. I mean, Wrigley Field, I grew up going to Wrigley Field, watching games, um, going with my family to Wrigley Field with my friends. You know, it, it's I've grown up around this field in this area. So being able to play here was probably, like, the most awesome part about this all. I mean, not to mention faces I've met over the summer, the amount of great competition, great people, great coaches, great gear, everything. I mean... That was probably the biggest part for me, but it was definitely a big league, a big league uh, experience. To be honest, and one more than I've ever experienced this summer or my life. Because I mean, we had a couple thousand people in the stands. Um, 
probably the most I played in front of. Um, had a big league ballpark against great pitching against guys, you know, a couple guys on that team that are possible first rounders, you know. So it was definitely, it was definitely a, it was definitely a, a big league experience. So it was, it was absolutely awesome. So that said, sort of like the people know about underclassmen in the, in the amateur scouting community. They they follow these players, but then once you get to that summer before your senior year is when scouts really start to bear down on who the top players are. For you in particular, you've, you've sort of established yourself as one of, if not the best, defensive catchers in this class. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit about your rise this year and sort of how the, the attention's been, what the dialogue has been with scouts, and kind of what your feedback has been on your game, where you need to improve, that sort of thing? Yeah, um, so... I mean, two years ago, I, I mean, I've only been catching for, I'd say, three, three and a half, four years. I mean, when I first started to get serious about baseball, when I was about 13, 14 years old, that's when I really decided, okay, catching's where my future's at, if I have a future at all. I mean, I was a little bit shorter, not too light on my feet, you know, I just wasn't, wasn't where I am now. Um, so that's when I basically made the jump to be a catcher, because I realized that was my, my, uh, my biggest my best chance, you know, to make it to where I wanted to be, which was being a professional baseball player. And um, so I just worked my butt off on um, that side of the game, and I hit a lot. I mean, I just try to balance those two out. And coming into this season, I mean, I made a name for myself last season um, on the college board mostly. Um, You know, by the end of the summer, I had 12, 15-plus offers from D1 college programs across the country and the best conferences. Um, so that's when I really jumped on that radar and really realized to myself, proved myself, like, I can do this. This is, this. I have something special. Um, so, again, this past winter, hit it really hard in the weight room, you know, was in the cages, doing, working with, uh, I work at a place called Slammers Baseball Academy in uh, Lake Forest, Illinois, uh, working with Ed Tolzien and Gary Bennett, who um, I have to give a quick shout out to because they're we're a huge part to where I'm at right now um, so I hit it hard in there and in the weight room and uh, when I came to the season I was even a different player than I was last summer and uh, you know people people started to tell me like you're, you're a really really special player um, so I mean this summer is really where I've realized that I have I have I have a shot at my goal and it's it's really becoming real now um, so this summer's been it's been a huge breakout for me on the pro side of things, not the college side. Um, obviously, because I'm committed to the University of Mississippi, and that whole part's over. But um, yeah, this summer's been a huge break for me on the on the pro side of things. So it's been it's been awesome. Long summer, a little bit left to go, but I'm looking forward to a little bit of downtime and then hitting it hitting it up again in uh, the fall. That that sort of progression you talked about these past really three four years for you. <clears throat> mechanically you you're pretty sound back there you look like you've been catching for a long time the the different things you do with your feet you have yeah. the the sort of the move with your your right leg out and i know you and i have talked a little bit about this before kind of thing, that splits kind it. of yeah. thing <clears throat> what's the what's your your mentality catching back there what, what, are you, what are you looking to do and what are your goals yeah. back there when you're catching game after? So my method of catching is, you know, um, one catch of baseball. That's your main thing. Stop the baseball. You're a good catcher. I like to stay 
is more is most under the radar. You know, like you know, you know, you don't notice a good catcher. I mean, until you really look at him, you notice a bad catcher when the balls are flying all over, the balls are sailing left and right. So that's probably my biggest method: catch the ball, block the ball, throw the ball in that order. So catch the ball, block the ball, throw the ball. I mean, I mean, the, those three are all important. But catch the ball, you got to stop it. That's what you're there for. And then block the ball. That's extra, but still, that's a pretty big task that you have to take on as a catcher. And then throw the ball, which obviously you need a catcher that can throw the ball. So um, those are all three huge things for me. And then lastly, I'd like to like to say I, I like to try and make the pitchers as most comfortable um, as they can be on the mound. So I try to build a relationship with them, um, <clears throat> not on just a baseball side, but on a personal level too, get to know them, where they're from, you know, joke around with them, get to know them, begin to be comfortable with them. So when they get on the mound, they feel like they, they have, they're, they're working with someone that they, that they know and they, they trust. Um, so I just like to make them feel as comfortable as they can and you know by getting down um in that low stance i have i mean naturally my my receiving stance is pretty low as well um just by the way the way i sit with my knees in and on the sides of my feet allows me to get pretty low pardon me um but i before the inning i asked them you know how do you want me to set up do you want me to set up down the plate do you want me to set up outside for an outside fastball how far do you want me to go you know, if you're missing out, you want me to move in more. I, I I try to get all those things down. Do you like a low target? Most guys say they like to they like a low target because they're oftentimes pitchers are gonna miss high at these events because they're trying to you know throw as hard as they can. So they really they really appreciate that low zone that I can offer. So um, yeah, that the whole splits thing I get I get a lot of I get a lot of questions about that. Um, you know, it's just just something I picked up this summer. Um, Realizing that it's the best way for me to get low in the zone, um, I can do it on any count. Um, I usually don't do it with people on base, just for you know, ball in the dirt or runner. Um, but with no people on, I can get really low, and pitchers like to work with that. So that's basically. My Is it a little bit more comfortable for you back there when you have that have your right leg out and kind of just can kind of maneuver yourself? Yeah, you know, it's pretty comfortable. I mean, people say, like, oh, my gosh, that looks horrible. How does that not hurt your legs or your hamstrings or your knees? But um, it's uh, it's pretty comfortable. I mean, you know, the thing is, is I step outside the baseball field and, like, I'm so tight and sore all the time just from the amount of catching I do. Um, but when I get to the field, I, I mean, I step aside. I do the team stretch, and I step aside, and I stretch on my own. So I, I have certain stretches, you know, that make me feel comfortable and loosen my body up um, for what I need to do. So it, it takes a lot of stretching, but once I'm stretched and loose and I feel good and loose, I can I can get into just about any any stance I want and feel completely comfortable. So I'm never in any pain back there or, you know, like struggling, oh, hurry up, throw the ball, I want to get out of the stance. No, it's, it's really comfortable and uh, natural. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to that end, you know, a lot of guys will be comfortable catching low 80s stuff, catching short breaking balls. This summer, you go in, kids are bringing it, throwing 94, 95, 98. Yeah. That adjustment for you from going to a high school season where you're you're facing high school pitchers, you're mm-hmm. catching high school pitchers, to where you know, the, the volume gets dialed up a little bit. How was that adjustment for you initially? Facing really good good pitching, seeing really good pitching, catching that, 
and kind of how do you feel your game is at at this point? You know, with handling that kind of pitching. You know, you know, like in the springtime, obviously at a high school level, the, the pitching's a tear down from what it is this summer. Obviously, because these are all summer I've been playing with the best kids in the class. I mean, I've played with just about every every notable name you can think of, or run across them, or played on the same field with them. So, um, you know, adjusting. I never really, I didn't have really a problem um, adjusting. It took me a while to get comfortable just, um, you know, obviously blocking a 98 on our fastball in the dirt is, is uh, kind of a crapshoot. It's, you know, there's no method to do it. It's just throwing your body at it. So you got to be comfortable. Um, you got to get comfortable. I mean, it, you either can catch that stuff or you can. It's not really something you, I feel like it's not something you can really work on. It's just either you have the ability to catch that or not. So I was always, I always felt like I had the ability to catch it. It was just more of getting comfortable and getting in that rhythm of constantly working with 90 plus mile an hour stuff with sharp breakers and sometimes, you know, wild stuff. So it's, um, it was an adjustment in the comfortability, um, segment, but other than that, it's, um, it feels pretty natural. Mm-hmm. And then just to that end today, you you catch, uh, you start off the game catching Alex Spies. Yeah. One of the probably one of the harder throwers in this class. Uh, I mean, you've obviously caught you've caught Pint, you've caught Lawson. How did catching today, catching some of these guys who are bringing it? How did that? How did you feel you were prepared for it? What was your dialogue with with Alex before the game, with yeah. Lingenfelter before the game? Sort of how were you? What was your comfort zone like? At least. Spending these past couple days around these guys. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, Under Armour and Baseball Factory hooks us up with a great environment at the hotel, at the W, you know, uh, ping pong tables, bago, or cornhole, whatever you want to call it, um, video games, PS4, TV, everything you can think of, food, I mean, they really, they really hooked us up at the hotel. So in there, I mean, that's a great time for me to introduce and meet and get to know all the pitchers that I'm going to be facing, or, or not, sorry, I'm not facing, catching. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was huge for me, but Al, I mean, Alex, me and Alex are, we're pretty tight. We, we, um, we became good buddies at, um, Turner Stars, um, and, uh, yeah, for, for, I, if, I believe in the 40 I'm not entirely sure, but, um, we became really close there, and he, he told me before the game, he's like, you know, man, I just feel so comfortable with you behind the plate. I mean, so that that was huge for me. And I really settled down, and when we got out there, I just gave him a me and you signal, and you know, I could tell that he was he was nervous because I mean, there's six thousand, seven thousand, how many people in the stands with a ton of meaningful baseball people. Um, so I could tell he was nervous, and he had a little bit of the jitters, but I could definitely tell that he was comfortable working with me. So um, that was kind of a past relationship I built. Like I said, I like to do. Um, so that was big with um, him coming out of the gate. And then, like the other guys, Lingenfelter, um, the other guys I caught, you know, I just tried to talk to them before the game, reach out to them, ask them what kind of pitches they got, what do they like to throw, and with which kind of counts, what's their out pitch, what do you feel comfortable with, um, and just try and get on the most personal level I can with them within however long we've been here, three days. Um, so building those relationships with a pitcher as a catcher is, is huge. It's, it's, I've seen it impact uh, impact my catching and how the pitchers throw 
greatly every every time. So it's it's huge. It's just like creating a relationship with the umpire, someone you know, get on a personal level with them if you can, and uh, make them comfortable with you. Tell them you're gonna you know do the best you can to help them out, and uh, yeah. So those relationships are huge for me. Mm-hmm. And then just sort of on, along these lines, this this competition, these guys you've seen, you've been around. You also get to face a lot of them at the plate. Yeah. Swing the bat against. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're you're known as this defense first guy. Offensively, you've you've tried to make some strides. I assume this summer you've faced a lot better yeah, competition yeah, yeah. than you've ever seen before. What's the development been like for you at the plate? You know that's been like the question people are going to say, or people are you know that's the thing. That's Can he around. hit? Can he hit? I've heard mm-hmm. that hundreds of times from you know my friends to every everyone you can imagine. Can he hit? Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of a tricky question. I I work my butt off to try to hit, and I, you know, I'm in the cages every single day that I possibly can in the winter and in the fall when I get home. I'm constantly working at it, but this was the first year that I've ever seen this kind of pitching, so it's definitely been an adjustment for me. But as the summer has gone on, I didn't I didn't perform the way I did at the played at area codes. It's just I didn't, I got in there and, you know, tweaked some things in my swing, and it was downhill from there. I just was not in the state of mind at the plate where I wanted to be. I was uncomfortable, and going into a bat, you can't be uncomfortable. you got to have confidence, you know, saying, I'm going to hit this guy. Um, so that was that was a little bit of a step back. I hit, I hit decent at USA and other places on bigger stages. So, you know, I mean, it was, it was a huge summer for me at the plate because uh, now I know what I'm going up against because last summer I probably, I don't think I faced one pitcher of that caliber at the, within the game today that I faced. So it's been huge. It's been a huge developing summer for me at the plate. And, you know, I'm going to work as hard as I can this offseason to get that bat up to its full potential before the draft. Um, yeah, so this, this summer's been huge for me at the plate. I'll, yeah. I mean, and then in, in today's game, you had two hard-hit balls. Yeah. The, you get the breaking ball down towards your knees. Uh, what was your mindset looking at that pitch? Did you see it early and then kind of track it into your bat? Um. I was watching him um, on the on-deck circle, and I just, uh, you know, he was throwing fastballs. He was setting up the fastball, pretty basic stuff. He was setting up with a fastball grip, and his glove was just steady because he was going in there with a fastball grip every time. That, those are things I pay attention to on the on-deck circle, try to pick up whatever I can. Um, and he was just going into his glove with a fastball, and his glove wasn't moving because he was already set. So I got, I want to say, four or three straight fastballs in a row, or four straight fastballs in a row, it was just that steady glove. And then I was looking, I was waiting for that glove movement, that glove twitch, and I saw it, him jumbling around his glove, and I said, okay, that's that's a dead giveaway. So I took one hack at the fastball and was a little bit behind. Um, so I thought, you know, curveball, I mean, if it's anywhere near the plate, I'm going to take a swing at it and try to hit as hard as I can because um, I felt comfortable in that off-speed. So I saw it maybe wasn't the best pitch to swing at, but I knew it was coming, and I was geared up for it. I, had, I was staying back on my back foot. It was a little bit hard pitch to hit because it was blowing in kind of mm-hmm. at my knees, so I did the best I could with it, but it was a 2-2 count. Mm-hmm. Um, basically did what I could. So. And then the second time up, Bob Shet robs you. Yeah, I was, <laughs> we joked after the game. I kind of went over to him and gave him a nudge on the arm because um, I was pissed. I mean, I, off the bat, I... I thought that was up the middle, and I was, I was, you know, psyched that I would possibly have two hits, two for two with an RBI or two RBIs, whatever I had. Um, 
but it was, I battled that bad. I think it was a 2-2 or 3-2 count. I was just uh, battling off fastballs, taking curveballs outside, low fastball, um, and then I just saw a good pitch that was a little bit low, but it was down the plate, and I took a good hack at it and hit it hard. So, there, you know, going into the game, I told myself, okay, I, I know what I can do catching, and at the plate, I'm just going to hit the ball hard. That's what I'm going to try to do, is hit the ball hard. So that was my approach to my bats today, and I was really happy with that last bat, you know, despite the fact that I was robbed. I mean, I don't really think it matters, the stat line. It's just right. the approach and how hard you hit the ball and everything. And that, Feeling and comfortable and taking your quality. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so to kind of kind of wrap things up, Cooper, I think it's been very interesting to see your perspective on a lot of this stuff. But going forward, uh, these next couple weeks and months, the, the fall season, and then before you kind of take a little bit of a rest and get geared up for the spring, um, what are your plans, what are your goals, what are you hoping to, to accomplish in these next couple months? Uh, well, tomorrow uh, I fly out at 4 for L.A. Um, I'm actually more I'm from L.A., so I'll be back where I'm from. Um, and that'll be cool. I mean, I can't wait to see all the guys at USA again. Um, haven't seen a lot of those guys all summer since the beginning of the summer when I was at Terminal Stars in the 40-man roster, 40-man trials. So that'll be cool. Um, and then hoping, really, really hoping I make that team so I have the experience of going to Taiwan and Japan to compete in the, uh, you know, I think it's called, like, the World Cup or something, whatever it's called, um, just basically teams from all over the world um, so that would be one heck of an experience because I've never really traveled that distance or that foreign of a country before so I'm, I'm really really hoping I can pull that off and make that team um, Team USA and travel with them to Taiwan and Japan so that would pretty pretty much wrap that would wrap up my summer if I made that team and I'd be gone for about three weeks and then I'd like to come home and take a break for a while um get in the school mode again because um, I'm going to be missing about three weeks of school. Right. Um, get in the school mode again. Finally, you know, after the summer, do some kid things, hang out with my buddies and um, some friends. So that'll be nice. And then I plan to, you know, a light fall. Some, I, I know I'm going to go to Jupiter with the Red Scout team. Um, possibly the Colonel's Foundation Tournament, EG Tournament um, also. So those are the two ones I want to hit this fall. But if I, you know, if I'm feeling rejuvenated from that small break, um, then I might do some more. But I don't know how much more I need to do. But um, you know, I'm going to talk to some people, my advisor, and see what I really need to do with that. So that's those are the two things in the fall I want to I want to hit. And then after that, long off season, long winter to get some work in, go get back in the gym, build some more muscle. And uh, get ready for the fall or the spring, which is obviously huge for the draft. So those are my plans. Awesome. Well, Cooper, thank you so much for, for doing this. This has been a, a Baseball America podcast, uh, the Under Armour All-American edition. Thanks, Cooper. Absolutely. Thank you. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.